Welcome back. Welcome in to the Lions Share Podcast. It is week five in the NFL, and the Detroit Lions are one and four heading into the bye week. You know the game was bad when the game is done well before four o'clock Eastern, and we had an ambulance come on the field. Yeah, Ben, I hope I don't sense any sarcasm there. Thoughts and prayers to not only Savion Smith, but this entire team. First things first, of course, prayers up for Savion Smith. He had a scary injury there. Full motor skills, though, is the latest report, so that's obviously encouraging news. He was going to try to travel home with the entire team on the flight. So things are looking up in his direction. It was just a little bit of a scary incident. It's very rare to see a full-on ambulance come on the field. It's usually at the cart, but this was the full-on ambulance. Yeah, not only an ambulance on the field, but an ambulance on the field for almost a non-contact injury. It, it was not a clear replay either, really. I saw it on social media, but... It was, it was just bizarre. Just kind of a neck injury is what they were claiming it was. So uh, we hope he's got a speedy recovery. And uh, back to back to the football side of things, uh, let's talk the agenda for today's episode. It's the big show. We're going to talk about the Lions and Patriots full breakdown. Then we'll talk about the rest of the week that was in NFL Week 5 and close out the show with the usual BS and college football Week 6. Hard to believe we're that far into the season already. But uh, right off the bat, Lions fall to the Patriots, and it was ugly from the get-go. It's pretty consistently ugly all across the board. Yeah, with a final score of 29-0, to goose egg, a pathetic performance from the Lions. But, I mean, I will say in that first half and first quarter and a half, they stuck with it at 6-0, got to 9 nothing. Kind of held on. They were they were like that first half. They were within two scores that whole time, and it was still manageable coming into the second half. Yes, it was. There, there's. You're right. You're absolutely right. On the positive side of things, they did look have some flashes of encouragement in the first half. Like you said, kept it close. Play, defense stepped it up. Definitely had some new guys involved in the personnel and switched some guys up, moved, moving guys around, just trying to make something happen on that defense and surely they'd have a wake-up week this week and at least play better than they did last week. And they did, and they were had a few instances where they bend but didn't break. You 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 reminded me, of course, I'm going to talk about the stats of the game. You you hit, you hit us with the final score of 29-0. Lions get skunked. On the offensive side of things, Jared Goff was 19 of 35, 229, no touchdowns, and the one interception. Fumble, scoop as, score. As well as the fumble, yes. Too, too costly. That was big play. Too costly uh, instances there. Opposite side of the ball for quarterback, Bailey Zapp, 17 of 21. I mean, almost a perfect day from him passing. 188 yards, one touchdown, and uh, he did have one pick, but not a great offensive light show from him, but he did what he needed to do, got the got the job done. He was very serviceable. Jamal Williams led the rushing attack for the Lions, 15 carries, 56 yards. Josh Reynolds led the wide receiver attack, six catches for 92 yards. Uh, a lone shining star on the on the Lions side of things. The the rest of the squad was MIA for most of the game. Uh Deshaun Elliott had the interception for the Lions on defense, he also added 12 total tackles, and he didn't even start the game. So um, 12 tackles in limited minutes. Him and uh, Amani were both kind of benched. Um, Amani didn't even was inactive, so he wasn't even available uh, after the piss-poor performances he's been putting up. But Deshaun Elliott had a little bit of an instance this week, or an incident this week. There was some alleged story that he posted on his private Instagram story that he... It was like the picture of a ground of, the, of his feet in the ground. And it was like caption was, man, I just need to get out of Detroit or something like that. So then he quickly deleted it. And that's supposedly the rumor behind why he didn't start the game. But then once again, the injury bug reared its ugly head for the Lions. And they, he was called upon and he stepped up, played a played a def- decent game. As we said in the, the, the walkthrough on Wednesday, this was kind of a must win, we felt like. And uh, definitely not the showing that we were hoping for. The first half was, oh boy. The first half, I think the story of it was that fourth down play. Uh, that's going to be brought up a lot this week. Uh, fourth down and nine. The third down, it's third and two. Reynolds bounces outside, nearly fumbles it. Falls back seven yards. It makes it a fourth and nine. You feel like 
you maybe kick the field goal there from 51. It's a new kicker, but we've got the money badger. I mean, you got to put the money badger out there when he when he's available. Um, uh, another option is obviously the punt, but that's a questionable decision. And uh, yet again, Dan pushes the pedal on fourth down. I don't know if you said it. 0 for 6 total uh, NFL record for uh, failed fourth down conversions. The the Badger, though, as you said, I, I listened to Dan's halftime, uh, or excuse me, halftime post-game talk. Um, and in the moment, I was, I was very, 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 very to the 10th power upset with that call. I, I thought it was a chicken shit call by, uh, by Dan to not take points there, especially with the score being six, nothing. I mean, you cut the deficit in half with that make, but, um, after I listened to the post game, uh, talk, it kind of made a little more sense. He didn't say the number, but he said he had a number that, that badge said he was comfortable with and that he wasn't going to go over that number to respect him. So, I mean, yeah. I guess if you're happy with that answer, be happy with that answer. At least it is an answer, and it's not a Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess I should have kicked that. Yeah. So uh, very, very upset with Dan in the moment, but once again, right back to the and Dan we trust, right? Yeah, he's got the conviction, and that's, that's the good side of it. I think the number for the Money Badger uh, was probably around 50. Him, he, north of 50, his percentages go way down. He's pretty solid from 40 to 45, but uh, north of that, he's he's pretty average, and that's putting it lightly. So I can understand that not sending him out there. Uh, it just seemed like they were they needed points all game long, and they had several instances all day where they could have kicked field goals and just, just didn't. I don't think it changes the outcome of this game at all. This was just a bad performance across the board. Uh, uh, you know, a few shining moments here and there on certain sides of the ball, but for the most part, just an ugly game. I think it's a bury the tape game. You you have a different viewpoint there. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's the bury the tape game. I think this is the the tape where uh, the dog pissed in the house, and uh, you got to rub its nose in it and uh, really teach them a lesson. They they know what they've done. You you just you got to you got to shove it right back in their face and challenge them to be better. I mean. Let's not let anything define a team negatively, right? But uh, as what everybody's going to say coming out of this, injuries have clearly defined the first quarter of this team's season. Um, and, yeah, I mean, do you want to step up and earn yourself a payday in the NFL? I mean, somebody's going to do it. It might be a young team, but somebody's going to do it. You want to piss like a puppy? Then stay on the porch or whatever it was, something along those lines. We. We had a lot of guys sitting on the porch. Yeah, we did. Yeah, and you mentioned it, the injuries just yet again. A couple guys banged up today. Just It seemed like uh, it, it just never ends. Five, five total? Five DBs uh, injured throughout the day. I think four of them not to return, one yeah. coming back. I mean, it's just – you got to think it was a cold day over in Foxborough. It clearly seemed to benefit the Patriots today. I don't think our boys were built for the cold. No, this is their first game really in the elements. They've been playing domes and turf all game long or all, all season long. Uh, their first real road um, in the elements. You, that's a good point. Yeah, and maybe uh, with Badgley, maybe that went into effect. You know, he was good in a dome. At, he gave him a range inside, and who knows? Maybe inside at that distance they are kicking that. I don't know. Yeah, it just seemed like there were a few instances where the Lions settled for not kicking field goals, and, and that shed some light on it. I think it was just not a lack of confidence, and you want to give yourself an opportunity for points um, that will go a little further than than putting your brand-new kicker out there with, with lack of confidence. So it makes sense. The rest of the first half here, uh, Reynolds was running the ball really well in the first half, had a big run on third and eight, and uh, Justin Jackson was adding some numbers too. Um, it was a pretty pretty balanced attack between Jackson, Jamal, and Reynolds. Lions get down the field. They're in the red zone. Uh, Goff just throws one in a double coverage. He kind of get kind of Goff kind of got got on that one. He's been playing fairly mistake free, but this week he kind of had a off game, and uh, that was a big turnover because the at the very least they're getting a field goal on that drive, and if not six points there. Yeah, and like and like we said, at that point it's six nothing and points are points. I mean six points is not it's not a lot of points, especially for a high scoring offense like 
like the Lions, and uh, to come out of there with zero points is is a uh, is a real uh, head dra- head dragger. Uh, I I talked to you about it, but I mean, for a lot of these plays, it looked like he was uh, locked on the first option, which was Hawkinson in a lot of uh, instances today, and just wouldn't drop him. The hawk lock. That's it. Lock and drop it, baby. Hawk lock and drop it. October is no longer. Hawk Hawk did not have many targets today. Right after the interception, defense yet again holds them to three. Uh, Almost missed the field goal, I might add, from Folk. Then then the Lions get a nice return from Alexander, who's showing some positivity there on the special teams, uh, but yet again can't capitalize on the on the nice return from Alexander and come up with a punt that drive. Then on the other side of the ball, defense almost gets off the field, but Barn gets an illegal contact penalty. And then right after that, Deshaun Elliott gets that interception that we referenced before. They, they're trying to claw themselves into this game. They're keeping it close, and they're trying to get some points up on the board. Lions drive into field goal range, and then the, that's, the, that's the drive where Reynolds loses seven on third and two. That makes it fourth and nine. Your fringe field goal range, fourth and nine, they go for fourth and long. They go for it, uh, and then the fumble and return for the touchdown. That's it, it. Felt like deja vu for a minute there when they're driving, and seems like the mo for this season has been points right before halftime. How many halftime capsules have we gone into where it's like, all right, there we go, we got points, and we're either up or getting it, making it close, or making it a manageable opportunity in the second half. And it felt like that again, where hey, they get they get a touchdown on a drive, and they're right back into this game, and it could have been. A different second half. It, it was a debilitating fumble there, especially since it gets taken to the house. You nailed it, man. I mean, the NFL is built on momentum. Uh, if, if anything can define the NFL, it's shifts in momentum. And when you say any given Sunday, it literally means any given Sunday because the talent is there. It's momentum shifts in games. It's just the same as college basketball and NBA uh, where, where teams go on runs, momentum shifts, you get a stop, somebody goes 10-2, and, and, and that's what that was. Um, and then it stalled, and what does it do? Not only does it stall, gives the momentum right back to New England who's going to get the ball going into half, and it's just oh, bad. Tough, tough. And you mentioned it, the momentum that – there were just a lot of things today and in this whole season the coming down to third downs on on both sides of the ball. This, the defense can't get the can't get off the field on third down, and that keeps the drive alive for the other team. And then on the other side of the ball, the the third down offense for the Lions just can't can't seem to get first downs on third down. So that's why they're in so many of these fourth down scenarios. Yeah, please, please tell me they did punt today. I I threw yes. the TV on mute. I was so disgusted. Okay, Jack Fox. I don't had know two what punts. the final two punt. No, did they force any punts? The oh, defense? did they force any punts? Uh, yeah, I think they did. Okay, I hope so because at one point, uh, at the early on in this game when they were not forcing punts, uh, I believe it was seventeen straight. 17 possessions straight yeah. where they have not forced a punt. But they forced two today, and uh, that's against a lackluster Patriots team. But, you know, snap the streak like, at least, right? It just it just kind of snowballed like it has in the past where one play kind of shifts everything, and it, it, it just snowballs from there, and they just, they just can't get out of the hole that they've created for themselves. So that puts it 16 nothing at half. Let's hear some thoughts from ourselves at halftime. Well, Lions fans, this is not what we want. This was bad. Let's um, let's start this halftime capsule off by saying I hope Savion Smith is healthy. Uh, we had the ambulance come out of the field. It was a scary sight. I didn't know what was happening. Um, kind of looks like a freak accident, but let's hope he's okay. Let's let's start with the positives, I suppose. Defense is not breaking. You're bending, not breaking, holding holding this team to field goals. Uh, we're going to give that one to Dan Campbell, the touchdown that is, to Dan Campbell and the offense. That's not on the defense. They are holding good. Defensive side, though, to go to negatives because there's not many positives. Okuda is not playing at, at his level that he can. The defense looks like a JV defense. No tackles. 
pick your head up and make a play, break down and tackle. This is just piss poor. Um, God, I don't know. I don't know. This is this is abysmal. If uh, if I wasn't if I wasn't gonna be tested on this later, I don't know if I'd watch the second half. But we're gonna go with into it. Heads held high. We held them to sixteen. It's ugly, but it's not insurmountable. So let's go, Lions. Um, let's come out and get a quick score. That's I don't even know if I can give a a prediction because this is this is this abysmal. But let's go, Lions. Oh boy. Lions are skunked at halftime. 16 to nothing. I mentioned it in my prediction. I thought the defense would improve this week and that the offense would be the ones to struggle this week. And so far, that's been the case. This week, now the offense will struggle because we can't have two nice things. The defense is bending but not breaking for the most part, holding to mostly field goals. Two-score game still, so it's not out of the question, but the offense has been struggling. Goff had an interception in the red zone that really hurt things. Looked like they were going to definitely, if not anything, get a field goal on that drive. So Lions should have points on this board. The other instance was the fourth and nine after Reynolds runs backwards for seven yards, gets us into fourth and long. Dan decides to run the team back out there on offense, not to take the 51-yard field goal with an New kicker all, by all means, but I think he can make that. It's 51, right? At the very least, you could punt there, but I think punt's the last option there. But the first option has got to be fuel. I don't know why you're going out there on fourth and nine. They fumble the ball. It gets picked up, taken to the house by the Patriots. That really, really hurt. And uh, Dan's going to certainly be asked about that one after this game. The Lions got a turnover of their own before that prior um, by Deshaun Elliott who was benched, he's back in the game because Will Harris is out. Uh, defense is is playing better this week for sure. They've got a lot of new personnel moved around, and it seems like they're figuring themselves out a little bit, albeit against a zappy-led Patriots offense. But, man, tough first half all around. Hard to watch at times. I think the second half is going to be a very proving thing for this team. I think if they come out and fight and eke out a win here, they can make something out of the season. If they don't, they're going to lay down, and this is going to just be uh, ugly on the all the way out to the end of the season. That's kind of how I feel about this. I think this is a prove-it moment for them. See how much grit this team really has. Yeah, I'm sticking with my score, uh, 24-21. Patriots win by three. I think the Lions, we've seen it time and time again. They come back from these, these, these deficits consistently, so I think they're going to fight. They're going to put up some points in the second half, hopefully hold the Patriots to one score or less, and they can make something out of this game. I'll stick with it 24-21. I still think they lose, but I think they make it close and interesting as per usual. Go Lions! All right, so those were our live reactions during the halftime when we had a little bit of hope. Hey, it's a two-score game kind of feeling. like I felt like they would we're going to put up points in the second half and <laughs> boy, was I wrong. It was a flat second half and uh, ultimately didn't put up any points in the second half either. Not much you can say about the second half. I watched a lot of red zone personally. I, it was, it was hard. It was getting hard to watch. Absolutely. I, I, as I said before, I ended up muting the lions broadcast on the second half and going with volume on red zone. I was so, so embarrassed to call myself a fan here. Uh, I, I thought for sure in the second half, the Lions would pick up right where they left off uh, last week and really kick into second gear in the second half. And uh, it just never got going. It literally just never got started. The running game got going. Jared just literally never looked comfortable in the pocket. But props to New England and Judon on that. He looked frightened all day long running away uh running away from new england defenders yeah golf was off today for sure and the offensive line was was okay looked like backups they were okay i mean this is the first game of the year that they really struggled they've been playing fairly well as a unit this whole this whole season so far so it was just all across the board uh not 
not a lot to glean from this game. That's why we're not going so in-depth with it this week. We're just kind of depressed ourselves. And uh, bye week can't come at a better time, I suppose. Now they're one and four going into the bye. And uh, in my in my halftime capsule, I said, you know, the that the second half would would tell us a lot about this team. And uh, well, it looks like <laughs> it looks like we didn't learn much. It's it's got to be get healthy and continue to interchange this personnel on both sides of the ball as uh try to figure some stuff out right like who's who's going to be these guys that we keep on on this roster and and where are these areas that we go in the draft as we start to look for that because now with houston texans no longer winless uh, that puts the lions tied for worst record in the nfl so if you want to start talking draft picks it's too early in that for that in my opinion but if you want to start talking the Lions are looking like they're going to have a good draft pick. Hey, and the Rams lost, so uh, that comp pick's looking good, too. You read my mind right there, buddy. And uh, the, the the silver lining had nothing to do with the Detroit Lions today. It all fell on Matthew Stafford's shoulders and the loss that they took as well. Um, but here's what I will say. One in four is a completely different record than two and three. Those those two records, two and three is like, oh, okay, they're, they're a good team. Uh they caught some bad breaks. One and four is that's a bad squad. Yeah. Uh, and they proved themselves a bad squad today. What I will say, though, you can turn that around by winning coming out of the bye. Bad teams lose out of the bye week. You have two weeks to prepare for the Dallas Cowboys. We don't know who the quarterback's going to be. That's going to be the hardest part. And And once again backup quarterbacks in the Detroit Lions do not mix. And the announcers will never get it through their heads. Good on you for muting the game because uh, I wish I would have. But once again, the Lions, we talked about this off air. The Lions make backups look good. And actually, Tommy, insert Mitch's line from last Wednesday here now. And they will make opposing quarterbacks like Geno Smith look like superstars. One of Mitch's points of emphasis was that the fun Lions were going to be um, making opposing quarterbacks look like they're superstars. And they, we did that last week with Geno Smith and this week with Bailey Zappi, who I don't think anybody's ever heard of until last week when he was filled in in, in relief of uh, Mac Jones. And then um, help me out with his name. It's the guy from Michigan State. Brian Hoyer. Brian Hoyer. Yes. Um, in relief of Brian Hoyer after the Mac Jones injury. It still seems like it's a surprise for the Fox announcers because... Time and time again, they remark on these quarterbacks having great games, and it's it's not the quarterbacks; it's the it's the Lions. They just make other quarterbacks look good, especially backups. Mitch Trubisky always looked good against the Lions every year in the divisional matchup, twice a year. And look, he's he's not even a starter in this league anymore. So it's it's the Lions, man. It's the Lions. Yeah, I, I, we said it off air. Matt Matt Flynn. Yep ridiculous game against them uh, i'm trying to remember some of the others but it's a it's a litany of a list uh, of, of backup quarterbacks that have just straight dominated uh the detroit lions franchise um what will be interesting is who do you actually want to see quarterback the, the dallas cowboys against the detroit lions who I, would you rather have? i know i want i cooper. mean you 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 want we'll cooper talk about that for his career Okay, well, I'll settle my horses down. <laughs> uh, whiskey for my men, beer for my horses. That's all I'll say about the horses. Uh, we'll get to the Cowboys here in just a minute. I want to point out something. You mentioned Stafford doing this, doing his side of things for the comp pick. Um, had a random thought. This We don't have to go deep into this, but just had a random thought. Got to put it out there. What if Stafford comes back to the Lions like after his stint in, with the Rams? No. To retire? Yeah. No, yeah. I don't want him. Give him no. one more year. He's done. <laughs> no, I'll give him the. I'll give him the, if he wants to come back and retire here. That's fine. It just seems odd since he won a Super Bowl with a different team. Yeah. So no, I don't think that would ever happen. No, I don't want it. No, I I, I don't think it would either. I just had a random thought, like you know, if the Rams, obviously they're struggling as well. If they continue to have issues, and hey, we don't know the future. What if that happens? All I'm saying. What if? I like to speculate. I, I think your shots are with a uh, a young rookie. Yeah, no, a hundred percent, a hundred percent, and they may have a an opportunity to have a top five pick at the rate that they're 
they're trending. Um, and I don't want to even, I don't even want to go into the bye week. I'm just, just sick of, of, of looking at the Lions stuff for right now. Got to give yourself a, a few days to uh, accept who they are, get a little bit of time to a little bit of peace of mind. The schedule coming out of the bye is, is a struggle. Like you mentioned, the Cowboys are first up. Before we talk about that in the other NFL games of the week, you know, normally we have a BA Lion of the Week, BA Player of the Week, uh, and it's usually a clear cut. This week, I don't think anybody really stood out. Uh, like we said, Josh Reynolds had a fairly good game in the wide receiver side of things. Deshaun Elliott had a good game on the defensive side of things. But do you want to give it to the medical staff for all that they've been doing? I think their work today was more than admirable and uh, probably above and beyond what any other medical staff is going to go through this season. Yeah, uh, I think it's important to note probably not the strength and conditioning side of things because if you want to put that on all these injuries on them, I don't think you can, but it's it obviously stems from somewhere. So maybe not the strength and conditioning coaches get the award this week, but the medical staff, uh, including those in New England who helped out Savion and how about his dad getting a ride front seat? That was crazy. Uh, I, I, I've i only ever seen that, you know, in high school, yeah. small college ball where parents and family members come on the field. But he was out there fast. He was. He was, he was quick. Yeah, he's got to get his boy, man. Not, not to joke, but no. he, was, he was quick to be out there. No, yeah, no. Only reason we're being so light about this is that it is encouraging news that we're seeing. And it looks like he's all going to be okay and wishing the best for him and uh hopefully no bad news comes out after we record this or Tommy's going to have to cut a lot of this stuff out because <laughs> <laughs> we'll half hours we don't want to get canceled uh we're, we're too early on in this but hey maybe it'll be good maybe maybe good publicity you know bad there's no such thing as bad publicity they say uh controversy kills brother controversy kills and this environment sure does yeah so uh as you mentioned lines were on six and fourth down today that's uh I think all we've got to say to Dan on the fourth downs is that's enough slices. Yeah, maybe maybe cool it and uh, don't put your defense in a bad spot every time. I love the hard-nosed football, but it's okay to punt. It is, and um, I think the, the complete opposite of that is the Cowboys and how conservative they're going. Let's talk about that game first, and then we'll go in order from the Thursday night on. But um, shout out Cooper Rush. Claps all around. Fire up chips. Um Fire up on homecoming week. On homecoming, no uh, CMU fell by a point. That's that's the the hardship of it. But um, <laughs> Cooper Rush out there just once again doing doing everything he needs to do, not making mistakes and giving himself um, opportunities to put the team in a place to win. Quietly gets it done. He's he's not putting up crazy numbers in the stat columns, uh, but I feel like he's kind of a basically he's kind of basically a better Ryan Tannehill. I think he's got a better arm and a better better accuracy than Tannehill, and with a better defense because the Cowboys defense was looking rock solid today. I know we talked off air uh, about that pick. Um, I had the Cowboys. Shout out to me. You had the Rams. I, my heart. I didn't my, have a lot of winners. My heart. <laughs> yeah, you sure didn't. My heart. Uh, wanted to go Rams here, but I felt like the Cowboys just were going to keep riding the train. I I agreed with you when we talked off air that the Rams would have a bounce back game, especially at home. The Cowboys continue to get it done. And can we just talk about how LA is a bad sports town? Because your team won the Super Bowl last year, and there were quite a few Cowboys fans in there. At one point, it they were they're starting a BLA chant or something. The Cowboys fans were doing, and it sounded like it was a Cowboys home game. It was loud for Dallas. Ben, if you ever had the Super, uh, the Lions win the Super Bowl the following season, oh would God. you expect any any home game to be less than ninety five percent occupancy? Uh, there wouldn't be any colors in there besides. Uh, oh, you'd get a few. Blue. Don't get me wrong, but like ninety five percent and above is Honolulu blue. No, on, uh, just disrespectful for LA as a whole. That's 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 Couldn't piss poor. Uh, you got to have a it better is. home fan base than that. I know there's 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 some diehard LA fans out there, but uh, you're not putting yourself in a position to to win when you your home games are like road games. To be fair, half their state's on fire. The mm. gas prices are outrageous. It was also a pretty nice day, and there was probably some pretty sick waves, bro. Yeah, hit the surf and hang ten, bro. Um, but yeah, the, the, like we said, conversely, the super, 
um, Mike McCarthy goes super conservative, especially with da- uh, with Cooper in the game. Um, they're not out. They're they're kicking every field goal, every opportunity they can. They're punting. They're flipping field position like a Big Ten football team, um, and they're they're continuing to get it done. Cooper Rush is now five and zero as a starter, four and zero this season. Cowboys are four and one, and uh, Dak is trying to come back next week potentially. But um, we've talked about it before. You've you've mentioned this several times. Football players are creatures of habit. Do you really want to mess the mojo you've got going on? up like uh, Dak's obviously more athletic than Cooper is but I think as far as quarterback play Cooper is a way better game manager that's for sure Ben normally I would ride the hot hand I'm with you especially when that uh, hot hand is connected to red hair when you're paying Dak the money you're paying him you put him in the damn game I know I know that's gonna be the one trump card that they have is that Dak's getting all that money so you've got to play him and I, I could be wrong here. Maybe you insert Dak back in and it's seamless and they continue to roll and they just keep riding that defense uh, with Micah Parsons and, and, and those alike. I don't know, man. I think you just keep things the way they are. I don't, I don't want to switch things up at this point in the season. It's, it's too much of a risk because if you go to what if you, what happens if you go to Dak and they start losing games? Do you, you're, the, the rumblings are, Dallas is a, is a loud and proud fan base that are not going to be silent. And they're going to start calling for Cooper Rush the minute that Dak has any number of slip-ups. Yeah, but they're they're definitely going to give Dak his shot. It's his team. It's his due. He's owed this. Uh, they're going back to him, no doubt, the second that he can play. Uh, but if what ha- what you say happens, um, then we have real questions. That's the only time I see it coming into play. But lucky for them, they actually have a backup who gets to lean on a defense and uh, I, I hate to give Aaron Donald second place, but Micah Parsons looks so good. Yeah. It just can't be stopped. Von Miller and his pride mm-hmm. is what he looks like, except stronger and faster. That's a good compare. It's a really good comparison. Um, and he was doing it out there today. Groin situation going on too. And he was powering through it. There were, there were times where the coaches staff was trying to get him to come off the field. And he's, he said, no, I'm staying out. Nope. I'm, I'm going to get this one. Yeah, he's can't say enough about him and uh, the rest of that defense. Just probably one of the top defenses in the league and uh, good on Cooper to just ride the defense and ride the running game as well. Obviously, they're utilizing the backs um, heavily there in Dallas. So Cooper's not asked to do a whole lot of, of passing. I think he's a pretty good passer. I know CeeDee Lamb had yet another drop today. I don't know why he's, he's got the drop skis going on, but uh, help your quarterback out, man. That was, that was a big... Um, first down they could have had there a big time uh, I'm glad you brought that up I kind of forgot about it but almost every time I looked up and they weren't and Tony Pollard wasn't running crazy Cooper was throwing a good ball and I, I think I saw two or three drops uh, I know I saw one from Gallup that was wide open for a first down Gallup had a sick catch not long after that to make up for it but there was a lot of dropped balls and a lot of like dropped balls clearly on the receiver where they're just so wide open, they're, they're, they're dropped. Yeah, it's it's a couple instances of that, and not just this week, but in weeks prior as well. Um, and, yeah, I may die on the hill of keeping Cooper Rush in as the starter, and I'm okay with that. But um, I just know that I'm going to be having my popcorn ready if Dak's in there, and they if Dak starts off with a couple losses, you, you, you've really got to ask the question if – if you got to go back to him, I mean, the, the leash has got to be at least somewhat short. Yeah. I, I guess it all depends on what kind of a locker room Dak is. Uh, everything I see, it seems like he's a pretty odd guy. Um, I don't know how he is in the locker room, but if the guys rally around him, that's, what's going to matter if he loses, if, is if that team rallies around him afterwards. That's right. And, and he's got a lot of, um, Time, time put in in Dallas. Obviously, he's got had, had several injuries. Uh, that big ankle injury where he was carted off is, is the one that everybody remembers. And so he's got to put he puts his heart and soul into this. Um, I just think uh, D- uh, Cooper's a better game manager and, and maybe even a better, more accurate passer. Um, so to be seen on that. Um, but the Cowboys four and one uh, in the driver's seat in the North uh, NFC, but not even uh, divisional leaders as the Eagles. Uh, are, are unbeaten so that's going to be a battle to be to be seen as the as the year goes on 
not only those two, but <clears throat> the Giants getting a big win in London today, and they look God, you're right, sexy as well. God, you're right. That, that the NFL beast, our NFC beast, might actually be for real it, this year. It's actually coming to fruition this time around. Um, we're just gonna skip the Thursday game because the Colts Broncos game was ugly, uh, and the Colts Colts win it in uh, overtime by a field goal. Uh, uh, I don't even have anything to say about that. That's that was just a hard one to watch. Um, so yeah, let's talk London. Giants are also four and one. So credit to you for uh, that. But yeah, you're right. I've continued to forget about the Giants, who I had in the zero seventeen category. So yeah, NFC beast, man. Eagles five and zero. Cowboys four and one. Giants also four and one. Before we head across the pod, the only thing I have to say on the Thursday night game, Ooh, yeah. uh, other than Russell Wilson walking away from the podium after a loss and asking uh, Bron- Broncos country to ride with him, uh, is that apparently reports are coming out. He's had an injury since the Raiders game to his throwing shoulder. So that's uh, that's big. Yeah, he's got a lat or something. I think it's a lot. Yeah, I, I saw it. I saw it briefly, but he's had it for the past couple weeks. They've said, which would make sense. They haven't thrown deep long, and he's been inaccurate on deep throws. It would make sense. Um, it just seems like those instances always come up where it's like, oh, now that we're we're two and three, um, let's put the information out there that oh, by the way, Dak or uh, not Dak, but Russell's been playing hurt this whole time. Uh, but it would make sense. Yeah, let's let's go to London though. Let's go to London Town Giants. One of the most surprising teams in the NFL, four and one, get it done over the Packers of all the teams. This was probably their most um, convincing win as far as pretender versus contender goes. Yeah, let's get the talk started for Brian Dayball, coach coach of the year. He is looking like an animal out there. Not only an animal, but uh, I won't even make the testicle joke because that's what he looks like on the sidelines. But Boy, I listened to his post-game uh, talk in the locker room, and Jesus, I want to run through a brick wall listening to that guy. He is uh, hes an exciting coach. He is, and I think you're right. Coach of the year, definitely at this point. I just can't believe that the Giants are 4-1, and one. I, I and the other New York team is also making a name for themselves. We'll get to them in a minute. Packers 3-2. and two. I don't know what to think about the Packers. All you have to think about with the Packers is that Aaron Rodgers has a terrible haircut, and that's going to speak volumes. How many times have you heard, if you look good, you feel good. If you feel good, you play good. Aaron Rodgers does not look good. I can tell you on that last play, he's not going to be feeling good, and he sure as hell didn't play good. He played decent today. But as a team, they did not play well. He's going to have a haircut midseason, and then they're going to go on a six-game winning streak. That's what's going to happen. You know it. It happens every year. They always get their streak. I think they're still a playoff team, but man, the Giants, surprising. A, a team that's not surprising, the Buffalo Bills. We both had this one as a W, uh, and we said it in a convincing fashion. Um, Steelers uh, both had terrible showings today. Steelers got points on the board. Sad field goal. They got they got a field goal. They lose 38-3, to three, though. Yeah, this game got chippy as well. Yeah, to, uh, to start the game, though, I didn't know if the Steelers' offense was ever going to take the field. You had Gabe Davis on, like, the third play of the game go 90-some yards for a touchdown, I believe, to follow it up with the kickoff return. The Steelers fumble the ball to get the, give it right back to the Bills. I, I almost didn't know if the Steelers' offense would see it. <laughs> now, the Steelers, as a team, between three different players rushed for 54 yards. So not a good game for them on the running side of things. Um, obviously, they were down for a lot of the game, so they're passing a lot. Um, but uh, Kenny Pickett threw 52 times without a touchdown. He had one interception, was sacked three times today. Uh, the Bills win it in convincing fashion. The Bills may be better than the Eagles. Uh, I know the Eagles are undefeated. Obviously, the Bills got one loss, but the Bills just continue to look really good i know they lost the dolphins but aside from that they've looked really good all season you forgot one stat of kenny pickett's oh and that is he had one he had one judo chop uh, <laughs> on the day yeah <laughs> he tried to fight an offense I mean, or a defensive I, lineman he was going straight neck uh fist chop to the neck yeah. uh i don't know what that move was but it seemed like the stadium and his and his offensive line was right there with them. Yeah, the, the offensive line is always going to protect their quarterback, and it did get extremely chippy. There were several instances where near near fights breaking out there. 
Uh, but the Bills four and one, Steelers one and four. Chargers almost blew one against the Browns. They go for it on fourth and two on their own side of the uh, on their own in their own territory. Um, so the so they and they don't get it. So the Browns get the ball in pretty much near field goal range, and they're down only two. So all they need is a field goal to win. But the kicker comes out and he misses it, and so the Chargers eke one out. They improve to three and two. Browns now two and three. It's nice to hear that the Detroit Lions are not the only team in the NFL right now with an unclear kicker kicking situation. It sounds like that's the case for these guys and a few other teams in the league. We had a lot of a lot of late field goals, announcers talking about a lot of team a lot of kickers jumping teams all year round, but yeah, uh, Chargers tried to blow one, and uh, Brownie could not pick up the hint. Brownie down yet again. It is kind of some musical chairs going on in the kicking world of the NFL. Also, in the NFC North, uh, the Vikings are now the lead dog as they improve to 4-1, on eke one out against the Bears. Bears, get a late, uh, Bears turn it over late when they had an opportunity to go down and potentially tie the game. Yeah, the Vikings get a huge turnover and close it out. They're four and one. They're the lead dog in the NFC North. Yeah, I asked for the Bears to step up in the division for us. They were supposed to be our knight in shining armor this week. They failed us yet again. But what? I guess what can you ask or expect from a Bear? Uh, in the game, Justin Fields had a touchdown, and that was his first touchdown since Week One, I believe. First passing touchdown. I think it was his. I think it was his first throwing touchdown since week one. Yes. Not only that, but it was a backwards swing pass. Mm-hmm. Not even doubt. So, field. yeah, the runner did all the work. It was pretty much a congratulations, lateral. congratulations lateral. Bears could not answer the call. They are now two and three. The Seahawks lose to the Saints. Um, they're both two and three respectively. Uh, Taysom Hill just would not be denied on the on the long run at the end there. It was a back and forth game all day though. Um it was it felt like either team had the chance to win here and it just it was a situation of who could score last type of situation and the and the Saints marched on to victory. Nailed it. Uh it was nice to see Gino tossing dimes on a different defense this week. Yeah, right. <laughs> Makes you feel a little a couple, bit better. Yeah, he had a couple beautiful passes into the end zone, but nailed it with Taysom Hill uh once again, does not have a home nor a position. What is he? Utility, Swiss Army knife, whatever you want to call him, he got them the win. He's a floater, man. He's 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 when he's called upon, he he goes out there. Saints two and three. That's your that's your division winner, according to Andrew. To be seen there. Yikes. Um also yikes. Dolphins just can't uh, can't get away from the injury bug either as they lose another quarterback. Teddy Bridgewater goes down for concussion pro- protocol, and they bring in Skylar Thompson. Credit to you if you've ever heard that name before, but they, they struggled all game long. Jets win 40-17. to 17. Jets are 3-2. and two. They're being sneaky, man. They put up 40 points on the Dolphins today, and uh, obviously the Dolphins were without their starting quarterback and their backup quarterback, but still a pretty good win for the Jets. I want some of the Lions coaches to just head over to uh, the Jets facility and kind of take notes on what it's like to play against a backup quarterback because apparently they could get it done. Uh, I don't know if Zach Wilson got a call from Giselle Brady this week, apparently, because <laughs> uh, he seemed to be on fire. He's he's feeling himself, right? He's 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 coming off a high of something, something. Yes, yes, sir. Call him the hunter. What a perfect transition you you gave me there to go to the Bucks for uh, Falcons. Uh, Bucks were up twenty one nothing through three quarters, and the Falcons put up fifteen in the final frame, and uh, had an had an opportunity to get the ball again late. But big story from this game is the controversial roughing the passer called late in the game that was agreed upon unanimously agreed agreed upon that that's not a penalty. Absolutely right. I don't think anybody who watches the sport of football would 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 agree with the refs on this call that that was a roughing the passer. Jerome Boger, I see, came out with a statement after the game and said that there was an unnecessary throw at the end of the tackle, which which triggered the flag, which I'm going to say right now, kids, cover your ears, is absolute horseshit because the flag came out before they were they were rolled over. Yeah, yeah, they're trying to cover their tracks there. 
it was it was certainly not warranting of a penalty. You got to look at that. You got to huddle up on that one and, and make the right call there. Bucks improved to three and two. Titans also improved to three and two. They get the win over the Commanders. Commanders had an opportunity late, and uh, Wentz does what Carson Wentz does, and he throws an interception on the goal line when you just can't have anything but that at that moment. God forbid I I I put my selection in the hands of Carson Wentz. Don't ever. If you hear me make that selection on the Wednesday walkthrough, folks, let me hear about it because I don't – God, that's just a stupid move by me. I got to be called out on that. Got to be better than that. It, it looked like for an, a split second, though, that you you were going to have made the right call. They just couldn't get it done when they needed it most. Uh, so Titans 3-2, and two, Commanders 1-4, and four, tied for the worst record uh, with the Lions and the Steelers and the Panthers as well. So Texans, Texans who also – fall into one of the worst teams category, but they do have that tie from week one. They're one, three, and one. They are officially in the win column. They get a W against the Jaguars. And credit to you for this one, because you had you had them in your picks. Yeah, this was uh, one of my four correct picks this week. <laughs> Ugly so week, far. But I'll, uh, yeah, I'll take them where I can get them. Like, like, once again, I will not apologize. Trevor Lawrence didn't look like himself today, though. He looked out of sync. He looked like he looked like his guys were running the wrong routes, and he wasn't sure. But it looked like a lot of people were on the wrong page today. Yeah, low scoring affair, thirteen to six. Not a lot of points in this game, um, and it's just kind of a grinded out game. You mentioned Lawrence; he had uh, two interceptions today, two big interceptions, and uh, just couldn't couldn't seem to get the points when it was needed. And uh, Jags fall to two and three. A um, couple more games here. 49ers. I was projecting 49 points for them. They didn't quite get there. They got to 37. They win it uh, handedly over the Panthers, 37 to 15. I would have kissed. I would have open mouthed kissed you even with this head cold I got going on. Uh, Gross. If they put up 49 points, that would have been an amazing call. I would have opened the show with that. That's how big of a segment that would have been. It would have been <laughs> that important. Muy importante. Uh, Garoppolo kind of. Uh, had a decent game, 18 of 30, 250, and two two touchdowns. But uh, similar to Cooper Rush, kind of rides the defense. 49ers got a good, good defense. They uh, they stifled Baker and the Panthers all week. Baker's going to continue to get the, the snarky comments in the press conference room about um, his poor play and uh, the poor offense that the Panthers have, which is one of the lowest-ranking offenses. Um and Cowboys, as we mentioned, they improved to four and one, twenty-two to ten over the Rams. Um, Eagles, as we've mentioned as well, are five and zero. They barely get it done against the Cardinals. Um, Cardinals now two and three after the loss, twenty to seventeen. Cardinals had a chance late, um, uh, and boy, are they missing Matt Prater in the kicking game because they uh, they had a uh, a different guy in for Crater, uh, for Prater, and uh, he pushed it. Once again, the kicking woes uh, seemed to follow a lot of NFL teams today, but we talked about it off air and it seemed like the announcers of this game were just trying to jinx this this guy. Uh, Amendola, was that his last name, I think? Felt yes, like they were trying yes. to jinx him uh, on that last kick. He said he's been with three programs this year, which was sad, but programs. good for the Cardinals. They unveiled those all blacks, and when mm-hmm. they zoomed in on the helmets, those were sexy with the little dark, deep red kind of tint to them and the sparkle. Yeah. I like that. I like those helmets. They look good, and they they got a good color combo going on there in Arizona. Uh, Matt Amendola, I believe is his name. No relation to Danny Amendola, I don't believe. Uh, but yeah, he kind of got foreshadowed there by the announcers. They showed all of his kicks in the pregame of him pushing kicks right, and uh, he did exactly that in the final kick. Uh, looked like that game was headed to overtime, but Eagles survive in advance. They get another W, five and zero, and three and zero on the road. Um, stay clean. Got, yes, stay clean. Eagles first time they've been five and zero since the the Super Bowl run they made in Super Bowl thirty nine back when Donovan McNabb quarterback so long time ago that's the stats the shareholders need you know it's also nice to see Jalen Hurts running all over other teams than just the piss poor Detroit Lions defense right yeah he two touchdowns on the on the ground today for him he's proven himself 
So that's all the games that we have completed so far this week. We've got Bengals and Ravens going on, currently just kicked off, currently still knotted up at zero, no points on the board yet. And then uh, Monday night, we've got the Raiders and the Chiefs in Arrowhead. So as it stands right now, I'm currently 10 and four this week. And Andrew mentioned only four wins for him this week. So he's a four and 10, a mirror image of each other this week and the picks uh, with two games left. Uh, I have all but won the uh, head to head this week. That's for sure. Yeah. Hopefully this mirror puts us nut to nut, not butt to butt. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Big difference between the two. Just as there's a big difference between one and four and two to three, there's a big difference between that, my friend. Yes, sir. All right. Let's talk about college football. Uh, On a positive note, for those that are Michigan Wolverine fans as well as Detroit Lions fans, um, you've got one thing to be happy about, and that's the Michigan remains perfect in an imperfect game. Another one of those trap feeling games where they're on the road against a Big Ten opponent, Indiana. Gave them all they could muster, uh, but Michigan grinded it out in the end, ended up getting the victory. They remained perfect, so good for them. Other side of the state, Michigan State uh, tried to keep it interesting at right off the bat with a pick six um, against Ohio State, but then Ohio State said, uh, "Just kidding, we're good. We're gonna we're gonna pound you." Yeah, they throttled down there. In other in other games of the week, Oklahoma gets just embarrassed in the red river rivalry to texas texas wins 49 to nothing horns up baby can you quinn ewers is back and um he's got to prove himself this year because you know who's coming next year it's mr manning and so if quinn ewers wants a potential transfer um opportunity or if he's going to stick around he's got to play his heart out now that he's back from that injury and uh b john robinson uh, just a dominant player there for Texas. So some hope on the horizon for Texas fans. And Oklahoma's got to figure some stuff out because that's a couple back-to-back embarrassing losses for them. To not put up any points against your rivals, uh, not a good look. Um, Kansas in the Battle of the Unbeatens falls to TCU. Um, there was a crazy horse collar almost tackle at the end there, and uh, it was no call. And also they had uh, what looked like pass interference on the next play. Uh, both no calls, and it was at Kansas. So just a tough look for Kansas, not getting the calls at home when they needed it most. And uh, TCU gets the best of them. They remain unbeaten. TCU jumps four spots to 13. Kansas, no punishment for losing. They stay level at 19. Kansas State, the other Kansas team, gets a, a victory 10-9. to I uh, didn't know they were a Big Ten team. I, that must be a late addition, folks. I was also unaware. But. <laughs> <laughs> ten to nine. Anytime you get a ten to nine, you just know in college football that something's something's awry when it's ten to nine and it's not a Big Ten game. Uh, in yes. the Big Ten, it's it's, it's ordinary. But um, they were playing Kansas State, so or not Kansas State was playing Kansas State was playing Iowa State. So the other team in Iowa um, must have gotten rubbed off by uh, the Hawk or the Hawkeyes because. That's a that's a that's an Iowa score through and through. Tennessee proven their worth. Uh, they get another huge victory. They are five and zero unbeaten. They jump to six, and uh, Michigan falls this week, one spot to number five, and uh, gets jumped by Clemson. Clemson jumps into the top four. Tennessee, uh, as I mentioned, at six. Tennessee's going to have a date with Alabama coming soon. That's going to be a huge matchup. In the, in the coming weeks. Um, I believe it may be even next week, but we'll confirm that in just a moment. In other news, Kentucky lost to Washington. Uh, so Kentucky drops nine spots. Utah also dropped nine spots. And uh, Texas jumps into the rankings. They're, they're 23. Also jumping into the rankings, Illinois and James Madison of all teams. Oh, I don't know how many times James Madison's been ranked, but it hasn't been a lot. They're, they're, they're your 25th ranked team of the week. I mean, there's been a lot of call for it with the Kansas thing and going off record alone and kind of not your school's banner. With the big push this year on Twitter for that, I think we're going to see a lot of different names. Mm -hmm. And like floating in that like 25, 24, 23 spot, they're all going to hang around down there though. Sure feels like it. Um, Just to confirm, yes, Tennessee's matchup with Alabama is this week. So it'll be number... 
three, Alabama, I uh, should mention that Alabama is no longer number one. They are now dropped to three, Georgia one, Ohio State two, Bama three, Clemson four, Michigan five, Tennessee six. And so a huge matchup. Circle that one on your calendars this weekend on Saturday at 2.30, 2.30 Central Time, 3.30 Eastern on CBS. That's going to be the game of the week for sure. Alabama takes on Tennessee at Tennessee. So Tennessee's going to have that stadium rocking. Rocky Top's going to be rocking. I'm looking forward to that one. Next week, another big game, too, is Michigan-Penn State. That's going to be a big test for, for Michigan as they continue to get into the, the meat of their schedule. Yeah, I've, I've had a few people ask the question, and I guess I'm not sure, so I'll come to the college expert, uh, the college expert and you. I heard there's going to be a protest at that Tennessee game. Something about how... Uh, they shouldn't be allowed to call themselves the volunteers anymore since the student athletes are being paid. Oh, is that right? Oh, is, yeah. Is, I heard it's a big deal. Is that a joke? Yes. Okay. All right. Just confirming. I'm, I'm on Google right now looking up Tennessee protests. You got me. You, I, I, took the hook, I took that hook, line, and sinker. I didn't see where you were going with the punchline there. Yeah, that's, that's, that's very true. These guys are making more money than some of the NFL players. Probably making more money than Cooper Rush is. He's got a small contract. That's that's true. So, I mean, can you really call yourself the Volunteers anymore? Would you have any names to uh, change it to? Uh, the Red Checkerboards? Or, sorry. Red. Orange? Orange. <laughs> Colorblind? The Tennessee Polka Dots? Ooh. That's a candy-ass name right there. Ooh, the Mountains? Ooh. Country Roads Take Me Home, West Virginia, Ooh. Tennessee, the Tennessee Smokies. That's uh, already a baseball Ooh. team there. I Oh, yeah. They could just get uh, they can, uh, get sponsored by a weed company. I mean, it's going to be legal anywhere soon. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, Coming my to God. A, to the state near you. Yes. Yeah. They, the mascot, Smokey the Bear, bring it back. I mean, whew. I went to a game there once. Once upon a time. Um uh, and, and so that's that's kind of um, college football. Also should note, UCLA jumped seven spots. They remain unbeaten. So they are in the 11th spot in the college football rankings. Syracuse remains undefeated as well. They're 5-0. and But as we said, they've got a tough matchup uh, coming soon. A couple, couple, couple tough matchups. But that's, How, that's how many undefeated do we have? We have... The, the entire top seven, or I'm sorry, the entire top 11 are undefeated. Wow. And then TC, then you can add TCU, Syracuse, and James Madison to that list. So uh, around 14 teams are undefeated, 14, 15 teams. That's in the that's in the rankings. Obviously, there's some that are not ranked um, in the 20, top 25 right now, but um, those are your lesser teams uh, as we get into the, the real meat of the schedule. As we said, these games are going to start getting tougher. A lot of... A lot of divisional, uh, a lot of conference matchups, I should say, uh, coming these these next couple of weeks and, and rivalries as well. Yeah, it's going to be an exciting few weeks, and I mean the next four weeks in college football are going to be crazy. It's grinded out. Same time, we'll we'll get some real impact on the college football playoff. The college football playoff rankings will be coming out soon. Um, right now, it's just like the APs, and but then we'll start getting Tuesday updates on the college football playoff in a couple of weeks. In high school football news, curveball for you: the Beale City Aggies win seventy-one to nothing. Seventy-one points from the Aggies this weekend. Is there a is the, that mercy rule going to effect as well? I would hope so. That's got to be seventy-one points with a running clock after thirty-five. So yeah, that's a lot of points to put up, uh, even if it is Manton. It's brutal. Let's well, see him do it against Ohio State, though. Yeah, let's get a real test. Let's bring them into Frank A. Schaefer Field and see what they really bring. Let's see what they bet got. Bet you they can't fill the stadium. No, I'll bet you they can't. So I heard you got hit by a car this weekend. I I don't know if I'm ready to fully divulge uh, what happened. I, I took a bump. I'm okay. No hospital visits. Foot got, foot got a little damaged. Uh, an elderly gentleman went rogue while pumping gas, but uh, we're okay. Okay, Boomer. But you played through it. That's what's important. You're here today on the airwaves playing through it. And uh, we're, we're happy to have you here and, and not underneath uh, somebody's car at Costco. Yeah, it might have been a little dramatic, but uh, buck 50 soda hot dog combo really makes your day a little brighter after that. Costco stays busy and 
their gas is always a little bit cheaper than the rest of the world. So it's it's highly coveted, apparently more coveted than I even realized. Oh, be, be, <laughs> people are going hard out there. Uh, oh, the lions aren't going hard. And uh, as we said, this is the bye week. So um, we'll have a little bit of a different show these next two episodes on Wednesday and the next Sunday. Obviously, we won't have the full game recap with the, the lions on their off week. And uh, we'll we'll have a we'll have a couple special segments for you, and uh, we'll 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 hit you with some new stuff as well as we try to fill our our time now that we've got a a little bit of a break from the Lions and a much de- much needed break I think for the fans and the team alike. Um, just just <laughs> not a get right game this week, that's for sure. It was a get worse game, and uh, got a lot of things to answer coming out of the bye, and uh, a lot of season left. But uh, one and four is a hard way to turn it around. Dan said in the post game, this is officially rock bottom and they have nowhere else left to go than rock bottom. So uh, he's he's confident in his team. Uh, like I said, good teams don't lose coming out of a bye. Yeah. But let's get some guys Perfect. healthy. Yeah. Perfect time. Get some guys healthy. Get people in the spots they need to be in. And I mean, we're five five games into the season. Let's take a deep breath. Mm-hmm. This I mean, how often does a team that's undefeated after five weeks go on to win the Super Bowl? Okay, right, uh, doesn't I, happen and, often. And I will say, just as we close here, that I saw a lot of chatter on social media, like fire the whole staff, fire everything. A lot of overreactions, and obviously, a, it was a deserving game to have some of these reactions. It was just a it was just a tough look all around. Hard to watch, as we as we said, but I think people are getting a little over the heels here with um, the coaching staff and things. I I think you and I are on the same page. We still believe in Dan. Obviously, he's had some questionable decision-making instances this year and, and, and in years past, um, but we're still with him, and I think you got to keep give him time. I, I think the team obviously wants to play for him. That's You don't have a lot of issues. Besides the Deshaun Elliott thing, I mean, when Patricia was here, there were a lot of instances where it was like he had lost the locker room right off the bat. There were guys that didn't want to play for him. You don't see that with Dan. These guys really want to play for him. I think they just got to get the talent there and get um, potentially some new coordinators, potentially some new um, uh, coaches in in some of the the roles. But um, I don't think we're talking about fire sale at this point. No, I don't believe that either. But uh, another thing, Patricia, you did that i'm glad you mentioned uh how he lost the locker room i mean he single-handedly uh drove slay out of town um i mean is what it is but uh, you know what dan hasn't lost it's the locker room and the media as well i mean patricia lost the media room immediately (laughs) almost as bad as brian kelly lost it this year uh the media was calling patricia a fat slob very early into his career with the lions so the media he hardly still... even signed the paperwork, and they were doing that. Uh, he, Abs- he was off absolutely. the wrong foot. Yes. So at least Dan still has those guys on his back, and uh, you know they're they're going to write tough articles about him. It's their job for sure, but it's a little easier going into that room when it's not pure hatred. Yeah, there's a lot of mutual respect from both sides there, and it's good to see. Yeah. Um, uh, we got to just trudge on and continue to trust the process and let this year or two of Dan Campbell's leadership run and run its course. And um, we'll see what year three, three brings. And, and it, it, I think we'll look at the schedule um, upcoming uh, in these remaining 12 games um, during the bye week and, and kind of re uh, reconvene on what we think the Lions future holds for this season. Um, so until then, we'll see you all on Wednesday. This was the big show. Um, yeah, see you, see you on Wednesday. Continue to like and support as and rate as we've asked for in the past. Send us messages, please. Uh, this is a good week to do it because we've got the bye week. Um, so get those messages in the message box. It's simple and easy. It's just a one-click record right from your phone. No app to download at all. It's simple and easy. Just ask Mitch from Fort Wayne. Yeah, I know there's going to be some upset fans after this one. So if you've got some thoughts, hit them with us. We'll, we'll throw them in Wednesday's show. Uh, Just get them to us by Wednesday at 7 p.m. Until then, 
I'm not even going to say go Lions this week. I'm just, I, I, I need to take a break. So uh, until then, we'll see you all on Wednesday. Yeah.